step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hey. Welcome to episode 26 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Belle. And Seth. And we miss Haley and Nate a lot, but unfortunately they couldn't join us today. Sad. But I'm sure they'll be back next week. Uh, We just wanted to remind you, if you haven't already, to press the subscribe button on iTunes, and it will always download our latest episodes for you, which is great, because then you don't have to remember to check for them. So you should definitely do that. And you should also check out our store at cafepress.com slash stuff. We have lots of cool, original Taylor merch that you can't get anywhere else. And any purchase you make helps us keep bringing you SwiftCast every week. So that would be really cool if you wanted to check it out. Very, very awesomeness. So unfortunately, we don't have red shows for you anymore. Still feels strange. I know, so sad. it does. Feels like I'm something's so missing. There's a gigantic part missing from my heart right now. Seriously, though, we are bummed about that because we miss the tour a lot. But for those of you that are international fans, there is some good news for you guys. Uh, The tour is headed to Australia and New Zealand at the end of November. And then in February, it'll be going to London and I'm sure more places in Europe. So at least you guys get to see it. Isn't it crazy that about a year from now, we might be getting the next tour announcement? That is so crazy. I I can't even process that in my brain right now. I can't wait. And I'm so excited that she's having five shows in London. I th- I think no one's ever done that before, maybe? At the O2 Center? Yeah, that is crazy. I know she did the three and they sold out like that. And then she's like, I'll add a fourth. And then that was gone in two seconds. And oh, look, there's a fifth one. So exciting. Go Taylor. And for all five of those shows, the vamps are going to be opening for her. I need to check out their music. I have not listened to it. Yeah, all I really know is that they're British and kind of a boy band. Alright, alright, well. Could be interesting, maybe. <laughs> well, well, we'll give it a try. Sadly, though, I, I really don't think they're going to live up to Ed opening for her. No one's going to live up to Ed opening for her. I'm sorry. As good as you might be, the Vans, and this is nothing against you, Ed was amazing and just th- that combination was just impeccable. Definitely. And any opener she has on any future tour is really never going to live up. I agree. Like, I'm, you know, there's a lot of openers that I did like in previous tours. I liked Gloriana the band. O- Gloriana opening up for her on the Fearless tour. Need to Breathe was, you know, they did a good job, but Ed was just, Ed was like the icing on the opening cake. Yeah, he's been my favorite. I really, really loved Need to Breathe, and I was just thinking about how I miss seeing them. I haven't seen him in a while either. I saw them on their own headlining show a few months after the Speak Now tour had ended, and they're just really good. They are good. For some reason, I've been having, like, Speak Now tour nostalgia the past couple of weeks. 
You know, I was too. I was actually like on my YouTube channel looking at a couple of videos I took of like Taylor singing Fearless and stuff on the um, Speak Now tour and I was, I was sad facing. Also, it's really weird because like just recently I was thinking about how it had been two years since like some of the Speak Now shows that I was at. Which is crazy. It is crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday. I feel like Taylor's entire career is just going by way too fast for us. Like I totally remember, you know, I think it's crazy to think the, think about the fact that it's almost 2014, and the first time I saw Taylor live was at the beginning of 2008. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, has that really been, like, that long? Like, that many years? Like, what's going on with my life? Like, Yeah, I first saw her in August of 07, and it's all, oh, wow. so it's already been six years. And she, just to look at how far she's gone is crazy. It is. And it exciting. Is absolutely. I mean, I think about the first time I saw her and she just had, she was doing, I mean, she was doing her own show, but it was at this little venue. And then she had like, you know, a meet and greet line just outside after the show. (laughs) Wow. I'm just like, yeah, if she tried to do that now, I think that would be a problem. But we do have lots of other awesome Taylor news for you. So now I think it's time for Keeping Up With Swift. So just because Taylor's tours on break for... A couple months doesn't mean that we don't have any Taylor news. Actually, we have a ton of things going on, and she has some really exciting news. The Taylor by Taylor perfume is now available in the online store, and so if you haven't had a chance to go out to Macy's or anywhere else to find it, you can just order it online at taylorswift.com. Yay! I still need that perfume, honestly. I have the rollerball, but I don't have, like, the... I don't either. I think I'm putting it on my Christmas list. Yeah, some at some point in the future, I'll have to get that. I, I wore it a little bit in um, Nashville because uh, our friend Jill brought it, but I don't have my own bottle. Yeah, I've used it and I love it, so I have to buy it. Ditto. So this next thing might be some of the biggest Taylor news of the whole year. Yesterday, October 12th in Nashville, the Taylor Swift Education Center opened its doors at the Country Music Hall of Fame. That is huge. I remember I first heard about that they were going to be doing this. I think it was, and I don't think a lot of people remembered, but they actually announced it last summer when the Speak Now Tour exhibit opened that there was going to eventually be an education center too. So they just opened the classrooms so kids can start having music lessons. And then the actual exhibit to go along with it is going to be opening next year. But Taylor made a $4 million donation, which is the largest single donation that any artist has ever made to the museum. That's huge. And it takes up two floors and has three classrooms, a learning lab, a children's exhibit gallery, and that will open next year. Um, And there's going to be a lot of really cool things in there. Taylor's going to have her Songwriter and Artist of the Year awards from the Nashville Songwriters Association. And she also donated one of her old guitars to put on display there. So definitely, if you go to Nashville, I think visiting this is a must. I want to know a little bit more about, like, what kind of classes are they offering? And, like, just for kids? Or It sounds like like it's mostly for kids up through maybe high school. And it's, like, music education? Yeah, that's what it seems like, because in the pictures, it looks like they... Each little desk had microphones and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. I know Taylor said that 
maybe she might consider doing like a guest lecture or something like that. I'm pretty sure that there would be a lot of people trying to crash that that class. If she wow. would have, if she did something like that, she would literally have to like show up spontaneously because there's no way she could announce that ahead of time and not have eighty thousand people trying to get get in. You know, that would be amazing. That would be really cool though. She would just like randomly show up one day and do something like that. I mean. Obviously, I've seen Taylor in person a lot of times, but I think just, like, sitting in a room hearing her talk for, like, an hour would be the best thing ever. I I, I would absolutely 100% do that. <laughs> like, just hearing what she has to say and teach and seeing her interact with the kids and, I don't know, I just think it would be amazing. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, if I don't get to do it sooner, I'm definitely going to check it out next summer when I come back for CMA Fest. I will have to check it out. No, I know I'm going down to a Predators game in a week or two, so I'll I will have to check it out when I do that. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. When I was at Nashville for the last show, I stopped by the museum and saw the the little plaque announcing it said 2014. Um, and I thought if I can't get back to Nashville before before the end of this year, I would go back next year to see this. I'm excited for what ends up happening with it. I think it's going to be really cool. And it looked like she donated her guitar, which was really cool. I love that guitar. If anybody's seen pictures of it. Like one of her first guitars, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I guess it was already in the museum behind the glass with one of her dresses. And, but now I guess it will actually be in the education center. So that's really cool. So we mentioned that Taylor's um, award from the Nashville Songwriters Association was going to be on display in the museum. And so speaking of that award, she received it for the sixth time just a couple of days ago during the um, annual awards at the Music City Center. And Taylor has won that award more than any other artist. Um, there have been a couple of people that have won it five times. But she has now won it for six, and she is also the youngest artist to receive the honor. Dude, she breaks records left and right all the time. She is amazing. And then, also speaking of her award nominations, as you know, she has six CMA nominations this year, and that's coming up in a few weeks. So the nominations that she has are Video of the Year for Highway Don't Care, Single of the Year for Highway Don't Care, Album of the Year for Red, musical event for Highway Don't Care, and then Female Vocalist of the Year and Entertainer of the Year. So I would be really surprised if she didn't take home at least a couple of those. Yeah, I would be surprised too. I think she was a good shot, and I'm also excited to see her perform at the CMAs. Yeah, I have no idea what she's going to perform. That is going to be an interesting mystery, yeah. I'm definitely curious to see what that performance that'll be. I would be willing to bet that she at least gets one of the awards uh, with Highway Don't Care. Oh, for sure. And if I, well, my award show predictions are usually wrong, but I would predict that she will not get female vocalist, but she will get Entertainer of the Year. Yeah, that is that is a common thing with her. I will, uh, I will say she definitely has a shot for Entertainer. All the females nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year are really strong. It's Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, Casey Musgraves, and Kelly Clarkson. But Taylor is the only female in the Entertainer of the Year category. And I think that everybody, including the other people nominated, know just how huge this year and this tour have been for her. That is true. Yeah, I agree. I think 
last year when she didn't win, I wasn't that surprised because she was not touring as much last year. But this year, the show has been huge. It's, you know, 1.3 million people have seen it. It's selling out here, abroad. She definitely deserves it. And I hope it works out. This is unrelated, but I still don't think that Kelly Clarkson makes sense to be nominated for a country award show. I completely agree. I mean, I think I, th she performed at CMA Fest, and I liked her performance, and she's a really good singer, but she's only had, like, two country songs. Yeah, I think, I also think Casey Musgraves is a little, still a little bit new to be nominated in that category. I think it just shows that females aren't quite as well represented in country music as males. Hopefully that will change someday. Yeah, because there aren't really a lot of other... There's really nobody not nominated for female vocalists that I think should be, but I can think of a lot of male vocalists that could also be nominated. Exactly. I have a very, I'm very sketchy about like saying that somebody shouldn't be nominated for something because there's so many people out there that would be like, oh, well, Taylor's not country anymore just because she has broadened her, broadened her you know, musical horizons. But she's but been in country this whole time. Kelly yeah, Clarkson exactly. just started barely started breaking into country. I think that's the I think that's the thing though, is like it's become this this interesting phenomenon where like country didn't used to be that or how do I explain this? Like country people had this idea in their heads for like the longest time that, you know, pop was where it was at. And then the country started getting, you know, especially when people started merging into like pop country and stuff. And over the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, country has gotten a lot more widespread popularity, I think. And so now people are kind of going the opposite route and they're being like, oh, I want to like do something different and freshen up my career. Let me go into country. Yeah, I definitely. Instead of people that started out in country and then sort of merged into other genres, now people are trying to merge into country, which is interesting to me. It's just sort of like a opposite flip on what you like have seen in the music industry up until you know the last several years i was actually just reading rolling stone and there is an, an interview with cheryl crow talking about how she decided to break into country and she left her label and got a new label just so she could do that hmm. yeah and i think one of the reasons why people do it a lot is because country music listeners tend to be very loyal fans this is true Whereas with pop, it seems much more like fads that just fade in and out. I can think of a lot more people in pop that have one-hit wonders than, you know, country. Exactly. Well, speaking of country, and where country all begins is always in Nashville. So Taylor released a video to summarize the last three Nashville shows that all of SwiftCast was at. And you can see it on her channel at youtube.com slash Taylor Swift. I thought the video was awesome. One of it my definitely. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Um, I was just gonna say one of my favorite parts was when she did the chant with the Rascal Flats. I loved that. Yes, that was really cute. I like. I mean, the video very much focused on you know the special guests that she had, which were Luke Bryan, uh, Rascal Flats, and Hunter Hayes, and. I thought it was kind of cute when Rascal Flatts was like, yeah, you know, she started off opening for us and now we're here, you know, supporting her, which, well, she is, you know, huge. And I don't know, like, I remember, and I, I used to go to a few of those shows when she was opening for Rascal Flatts. So I just like identified with that a lot. And I just, it made me happy to see. And I, I, when they performed What Hurts the Most, I was crying. I was freaking out. Yeah, their segment was really cute. I, it was like 
it had come full circle from her opening for them and now they're joining her. And now Rascal Flatts is even on her record label, which is really cool. That is awesome. Incredibly awesome. And it was also cool to see just all the pictures, the backstage pictures, the Club Red pictures. I thought it was a great video. Yeah, it was well put together and definitely kind of a good representative memory of those last three shows. It made me nostalgic. I'm so glad we were there because I feel like it will always be like a special part of Taylor history. Agreed. I'm glad we got to be a part of it. Also, awesome news. Uh, Taylor has graced the cover of InStyle Magazine's November 2013 issue. Um, I thought she looked really pretty. She looked, you know, very kind of casual, but still very elegant. She was wearing this like holiday-ish green sweater and like a business kind of skirt to go with it. Um, I, I thought it was a very like, it was a very like chill but mature look for her. Which I thought was sort of a nice, like, she ha- has these very creative photo shoots a lot of the times. And as beautiful as they are, as much as I love all of her photo shoots, I think sometimes she just almost, like, she looks her best when she's just kind of being natural. This is the time when I wish that Nate was here to describe her outfit. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Mate, we miss you. We need our mail back in the episode. I think that the cover looks great, and the... The bits and pieces of the quotes that I've read sound like it's going to be a great interview. So I'm really excited to read the whole thing. So Taylor is just racking up the award nominations. I can't even keep track of them all. It is literally, yeah, it's crazy. She is well-deserved, of course, but she is definitely uh, kicking some butt with awards. So she just got five AMA nominations, the American Music Awards. And these are fan-voted, so you know that means it's time to get serious. You can vote, I think, is it once a day or is it unlimited? I think it's once a day. Um, It's once a day, but you can vote, like, but from what what my understanding is, is that, like, it's once a day, but if you also vote via Twitter, then I think it counts as two votes. Okay, so yeah, vote as much as possible. Uh, her nominations are Artist of the Year, Favorite Female Artist for Pop Slash Rock, Favorite album for pop slash rock, favorite female artist for country, and favorite album for country. I love how she's nominated in both. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really exciting, and because these are fan voted, I think if we work really hard, we can get her a lot of awards. As we all know, Swifties are loyal, so I think if everyone just votes every day and, you know, takes their couple minutes and does this, I think we will get her her awards. And hopefully when they say that these are fan-voted awards, they're actually fan-voted awards. The other very exciting thing in Taylor news is that on just this past Friday, Taylor did two interviews. One was with the Bobby Bones show, and the other was in Nash FM's new live studio, and Taylor was the first guest there. The interviews were long, informative, and Taylor was sassy and just really fun and entertaining. We're going to talk about the interviews much more in depth in a few minutes, so stay tuned. And now I think it's time for some mini-segments. Yay, mini-segments! All right, we have a fair amount for you this week, because we are finishing up our uh, backlog. So thank you for your patience, guys, who had stuff on the backlog, and here you guys are. So from Enchanted Forever on TC, uh, Taylor touching my hand and crying afterwards, read to her memories. Our next one is also from Enchanted Forever on Taylor Connect correcting people when they hate on taylor swifty problems i love the way she words that correcting people (laughs) not arguing with them but correcting them 
they need to be corrected. They're so uninformed. Exactly. Yeah, I love I love that phraseology there. I'm just going to start using that instead of arguing with people. <laughs> Correcting them. Uh, Laura Swifty on TC for her Swifty bucket list is one, obviously meet Taylor. Two, have Taylor teach me how to play guitar. Three, be invited into her condo or out to dinner. Basically spend more time with her. Four, have my boyfriend and me invited into Club Red. He's the only one I know who would be willing to go all out with me for a concert. That's really cute. Good boyfriend. That must mean he's a keeper. Exactly. Our next one comes from Loves Taylor Most on TC. And this is a Swifty bucket list as well. One, meet her. Two, hug her. Three, tell her how much I love her. Four, get into Club Red. Five, pet Meredith. Six, get my friends to make TC accounts. Seven, buy all Taylor merch. Dang, all. <laughs> Eight, have a big dance party playing Taylor songs only. Nine, meet her family. Ten, meet her friends. Eleven, meet her band. Meet her dancers. Get all of her perfumes and put them out, put them on all at once. That could smell interesting. Uh, have Taylor teach her guitar, sing a duet with her. Uh, get a red car and blast Taylor songs as loud as she can. Uh, meet every Swifty on TC. That's very ambitious. <laughs> Practice singing to the point where she sounds like Taylor. Get some Keds. Get all of the albums, including like the deluxes and the platinums and everything. Uh, make all of your friends love Taylor as much as you do. And dance to 22 with Taylor and my friends dressed up as cats. All right. I can dig that. I love how she did 22. <laughs> 22 reasons. 22 things on her list. It's great. Oh, I didn't even catch that because I'm slow. Good eye. Our next one is from Jillian on Facebook, and she had a triple hitter this week. She had three submissions. Swifty problems. I have a break from school in December when Taylor is in Australia but don't have the money to travel to see her again. And her next submission was Red Tour Memories. When Taylor brought Emma up on stage in Charlotte, North Carolina, it was so cute. I remember that. Aw, me adorable. too. I loved that. And her last one is, it feels like a perfect night to bake mint chocolate cookies. Nom. That's what Taylor made for the radio station people this week. Yes, they sounded fantastic, and they made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Our next one is for MistyWilly12 at live.com. This is also a triple hitter, so thank you for sending us three. And it was via the website contact form. Her Swifty problem include one of the her Swifty problems is not having any hipster glasses to make fun of hipsters. <laughs> uh, another Swifty problem is being the only Swifty or fan in her workplace. I have this same problem, and it makes it rough, but you just got to keep going with it. And her last, her Swifty bucket list is to be able to attend a show. Not just money for tickets, but the timing of the concert. So thank you for your submissions. Our next one is from Sarah Khan via email. Fangirling over the Nashville concert with your 84-year-old grammar teacher. <laughs> awesome. That's a Swifty problem. It's not really a problem. I was going to say, how is that a problem, though? Because that's awesome. Our next one is from Madison via email. It feels like the perfect night to listen to Sweeter Than Fiction. And just a reminder, um, the song is actually getting released later this month. 
Isn't it on the 29th for... I think that's right. I think it's the 29th in the U.S. and, like, the 26th or something like that in the U.K. Yeah, they get it the U.K. first. So by the end of this month, so that's really exciting. I can't wait to play it over and over and over again. Yeah, I've been playing the preview over and over again. So having the full song is going to be awesome. And that reminds me, can you guys believe that it's almost the one-year anniversary of Red? That is crazy. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. I feel like we need to have a special episode to commemorate that. I agree fully. We need to have, like, a birthday party for Red. (laughs) Yes, I love that idea. Our next Swifty problem is from Emily Lawrence via email. And her Swifty problem is... Checking my Twitter and discovering that I can now buy Taylor by Taylor Swift in Myers, Australia. Go order it online. Start cheering. My dog looks at me tilting her head and barking at me like, what is the matter with you? That's awesome. I hope that Emily also plays Taylor songs for her dog. Definitely. Because I do that for my dog. (laughs) My animals have definitely listened to a lot of Taylor Our next one is another Swifty bucket list from SparkleSwifty13 on TC. Meet her, become a backup dancer or one of her background singers, run into her unexpectedly, ride in her pink pickup truck. I miss that truck, but she gave it away. Sad. Rap with her, have a pathetic single girls party with her on Valentine's Day, jump on a trampoline with her, meet Austin and have him fall in love with the careless man's careful daughter. Aww. Hear her say my name, hang out with her, and share songs that I wrote wrote with her. Meet the agency and meet Andrea and Scott and make her laugh. Aw. So cute. So thanks so much for all the submissions this week and keep them coming. We love getting all of them. And especially um, Red Tour Memories, our latest one that segment that we started doing a couple of weeks ago. We really are enjoying hearing everyone's Red Tour memories. So make sure you send those in along with your Swifty problems and Swifty bucket lists, and it feels like a perfect night submissions, and we will read them on our future episodes. And also, um, a couple of days ago on our Twitter, we had a trivia game, and we want to give shout-outs to everybody who played, and we want to congratulate our winner, at Aki52403 on Twitter, who got more than 13 points. So basically when we decide to do this, we'll ask different Taylor questions and each one has a points value. And then whoever gets it right first gets those points. And then the first person to get to at least 13 points wins. So you never know when we might be doing it again. And so we wanted to give shout outs to all the people who played at Taylor Red Swifty, I Tweet Swift, Miss Swizzle 13, Please Tay Swift, Bailey underscore knock, Shine Swifts, E Belford 13, Hannah Rules 14, Tay and Mayor 13. There's a lot of 13s in these usernames. <laughs> yes. Jen the Ben 13, 13 Flawless Swift, Holy Grounds 13, and When Tay Smiles. Thanks for playing, guys. And um, yeah, be sure to keep an eye out for when we do this again. I'm loving all those 13s. And speaking of keeping an eye out when we play again, to make sure you don't miss out, be sure to follow follow us on all of our social networking sites. We might have a trivia game on one of our social networks at another time. So here, here's where you can follow us. Twitter.com slash SwiftCast13. 
facebook.com slash swiftcast13, swiftcast13.tumblr.com, swiftcast13.wordpress.com, taylorconnect.com slash swiftcast13, swiftcast13.com. You can email us at swiftcast13 at gmail.com. And be sure to remember that our store is available at cafepress.com slash swiftcaststuff. And now we have our segment with Jamie from Taylor Swift's Closet returning with this week's awesome Taylor fashion updates. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie from taylorswiftscloset.com with your weekly fashion update. And I've got tons of outfit updates to discuss today, so I'm just going to delve right into it. To start off, I've been noticing Taylor's been going to a lot of gyms and a lot of dance studios lately, so I'm glad I get to talk about some of the active wear that we don't usually spot on Taylor that often. One of the outfits she wore last month to the dance studio was a leopard print wild fox jumper and a pair of pink and yellow Saucony sneakers, and it looks super comfortable and easier to work out in. Both of those items are available online, along with the green Christian Louboutin bag she was carrying. And on the same day, she changed out of her workout clothes to go shopping at Barney's, and she wore the most perfect white shirt dress I have ever seen. It is from the Reformation and is somewhat semi-sheer. It's a great length, not too long, not too short. And with that, she wore a red Free People pork pie hat. That completely made the outfit in my perspective. I loved it. And to make all of it more fallish, she also wore a pair of dotted tights from Hue, which are really inexpensive. I believe they're on sale for around $6. In the beginning of October, Taylor and some of her friends kept Instagramming photos back and forth on Twitter of themselves baking, and they were all wearing matching aprons. And I thought the aprons were so cute, so I went to go track them down. And I found out they were from Anthropology and sell for $32 online. They are white and pink and roughly just super cute. They're called the Tea and Crumpets Apron, which that must be just the most adorable name I've ever heard for an apron. And lastly, Taylor attended the NSAI Awards earlier this week which she won, and she went back to her sparkly dresses for the event. She wore a silver metallic cocktail dress from Houghton and some crisscross silver heels from Christian Louboutin that look a lot similar to the ones that she wore at the Grammys back in February. But I thought it was a good look for her. Metallics and colder months always go hand in hand, so I thought it was a good choice. And next week on SwiftCast, I'll be talking about Taylor's key necklace that she wore in the I Knew You Were Trouble music video because it has a really amazing story behind it that deals with a charity, and I wanted to make sure I had enough time to share it with you. As always, all the links to where to buy the items that I talked about on today's segment are located on my website, and I always have to pick and choose some weeks because I don't have enough time to go over all of the outfits Taylor wears in a week sometimes, so if there's ever an outfit you really want me to talk about or you want to know where it's from, you can tweet me at at SwiftsCloset on Twitter. Again, this is Jamie from TaylorSwiftsCloset.com reporting for SwiftCast. Thanks, Jamie. And you guys, make sure to check out her site if you're interested in any of that information or anything else that she has worn. Jamie is an 
expert at finding these things. So now it's time for our main discussion. Um, we wanted to talk about Taylor's two radio interviews that she did this past Friday, October 11th. They were quite a lot of fun, interesting, funny, sassy, all sorts of types of things that she said. And they were both really long interviews, so we don't get those from her a lot. Yeah, I was really excited by the length of both interviews because a lot of times like you said they're not they're not quite as long and she got to talk a lot and answer some really good questions. Yeah, it wasn't just her talking about, you know, her album or her tour like brief little interviews that she does. It was like a really just candid like ask her anything, just have a long, you know, random conversation and you got to hear about a lot of different things that you don't usually hear her talking about. I think my favorite thing about these interviews, sorry, one second, yawn. I think my favorite thing about these interviews was not only the length, but it was also the fact that they did not bug her about her dating life. <laughs> I was so happy to hear, to, hear, to hear her being asked other things about her life and her career, other than just, as you said, her album or her dating life. Like, they finally just got over that and went on to other things, and I was so happy to, like, not have to listen to them put her in awkward positions by asking her about her ex-boyfriends. Really? I mean, like, I think everything that can be said about them has been. Has been said. We've been there, we've done like, that. Like, she has a lot more interesting and wise things to talk about. Fully agreed. So, I think the most exciting thing, or one of the most exciting things she said, it was something that We've all been wondering about for a few weeks to or maybe a month or two now. She confirmed that she's going to be in the movie The Giver. Yay! So exciting. I'm happy that she's doing another movie. And we'd heard about it, but we hadn't actually heard her or any of her people confirm it. So I was really hoping it was true because we haven't seen her on the big screen in a few years now. And so she was talking about how, um, like, I think, the director or maybe some of the producers came to see one of her red shows and after seeing it and seeing her in it they really envisioned her in the part of rosemary and really could tell from seeing her in person how she could fit that role so they offered it to her and she said she was really happy that it finally worked out with you know her touring schedule and everything it can be hard to fit things in but she said it's a small role in a big movie and that's why she wanted to do it that definitely coincides with, like, things that she has been said in the past when they've asked her about, like, whether she wanted to do more acting after she did Valentine's Day and stuff. And she's always like, well, it's not that I wouldn't do more acting, but music is my first priority and the acting has to be the right role at the right time. And yeah, everything has to fit about it if she chose to take another role. And then, you know, when she was asked about The Giver and she specifically said, well, you know, it's a small role, but it's got a really amazing cast and this is exactly what I what I wanted. So, like, that's I'm really happy that it worked out for her like that. And she also said she's really excited to get to work with Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep, who are also in the movie. Yeah. That would be kind of, I will admit that would be pretty epic to work with Meryl Streep. I mean, it's Meryl Streep. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. It will be, it will be awesome to see her. It seems like yesterday I was running into theater, into the theater to see Valentine's Day. So I'm really excited about this. And I'm also, yeah. like Belle said, I'm really glad her first priority is still music, but she's trying to expand herself and get more involved in acting. I think that's great. And um, I think this will be, from the description I read of the book, a lot more serious of a role than, you know, her Valentine's Day role. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I will admit I have not read the book yet, but I know I'm going to eventually end up buying the book and reading it before the movie comes out. Particularly if they release a, a movie edition with Taylor on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That will be definitely be bought. Seems like they usually put out like a special edition movie cover of novels when they get turned into movies. This is very true. That would be really cool. I'm definitely going to read the book and see the film. Does anyone know, is it supposed to come out in 2014, I'm guessing? I would assume. I would think so. Probably a little bit later in the year since they're just starting to film it soon. Right. Well, one thing that was cool when they were talking about Taylor's acting on Nash FM, they also mentioned how great of a job she did on CSI. And that was a more serious role than Valentine's Day. So I think true. Oh I think yeah, this I definitely be... know that she can handle it for sure. Yeah, she'll do a great job. And it was funny to think back to her being in CSI. It's weird because it, it was actually quite a long time ago, but I remember it very well. It, me too. Um, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And then the song that was featured in that was You're Not Sorry, and that was from Fearless. Right. Like, how crazy is that? Wow, was it really four years ago? But I guess it was. That's that's crazy. And I remember her, like, tweeting at the end of 2009, like, 2009 has been an amazing year, and she listed all these things, including CSI. And I'm like, wow, man, I don't think you're going to have another year that's that awesome. And then four years later, like, it's she's managed to top it every year. I'm just like, holy goodness, woman. I want her to be on a TV show and, like, have an actual, like, decent-sized part on, like, New Girl. Oh, that would be so funny. Either a new girl or, like, how, how much would she die if she was offered a guest spot on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> that would be amazing. Can you even imagine that? I can actually see her doing a really good job with that, playing some patient with just a random, strange medical condition. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um. So, in, I forget which one of the two interviews it was, but they were asking a lot of fan-submitted questions that people sent in on Facebook and Twitter. And our friend Kelly, who you might remember was um, on the show a couple of times with us a few months ago, sent in a question that they read and Taylor answered, which was really cool. And she asked her, uh, she said, she said, you know, since you have one of the biggest numbers of followers on Twitter and you're actually just one spot behind President Obama, how do you feel about that? And, you know, what are your favorite things about social media? I love how she didn't even know that. She's like, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't really think Taylor sits there refreshing her feed, like, seeing how many followers she has all the time, comparing it to others. Yeah, I don't think so either. That was such a great question, and I loved that portion of the interview because Taylor really emphasized that she's not trying to use her Twitter account to get people to buy things. She just wants to use it like she's a normal person and connect with people, and that's what I love about her. I mean, I love how she kind of almost, like, makes fun of herself. And she's like, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for uh, me to get on Twitter and, you know, remind you all constantly to vote and remind you constantly to buy my album, you're kind of like the, looking at the wrong person. But if you want to hear about, you know, what p weird positions my cat is sitting in, then you're, you're in the right place. <laughs> no, I like that, too, though. I like the fact that she, you know, despite how huge she's gotten, she still maintains her own, you know, she still does that. She still tweets pictures of her cat sitting on the couch and you know 
and just you know she used to do that stuff on myspace all the time back in the day and it just it's nice to like still have that despite how much it's, it just reminds me of that quote when she's like oh i'll never change but i'll never stay the same and it's like so much in her life has changed but if you have been a fan of her since you know the early days then you'll still see like she still does some things like she used to do which is just i don't know it's just nice to have that familiarity i guess yeah that's exactly it Another thing that I particularly liked about the interview was when Bobby, um, she was on the Bobby Bones interview and Bobby Bones asked her um, about like going out in public and how she handles that. And she made some, a comment that I thought was hilarious because it really like, I agree with it 100%. She's like, you know, I don't understand celebrities that go out there and put on like five layers of clothes and wear a hat really low down on their face. And because really you're not drawing attention away from yourself. You're drawing more attention to yourself when you do that. And like every time that I've like ever been in LA and I've seen someone kind of like trying to not get noticed, I'm like, oh, they must be someone famous because like when you're obviously like putting, you know what I mean? Like when you act like that, when you try to like put on a disguise and, or like you're constantly shielding your face, you're just like, so who are you and what's going on? Whereas if you were just walked down the street, I might not have ever noticed you, you know? like a normal person. And I like how she's just like, I can't do that. I can't pretend to disguise myself. Like she's like, you know, I just try to live my life. Yeah. I love that about her. She just goes about her day. Like she would any other day before this happened and she doesn't try to hide. And another thing about that is like, she also doesn't, there are so many celebrities that act really put out if you were to approach them in like their daily life, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying that I would, like, chase around a celebrity if I wanted to get their autograph or something, but if I was, like, in a Starbucks line and right in front of me was, like, one of my favorite actresses, I'm not saying I wouldn't be, like, maybe, I, I don't know if I'd have the guts to ask for their autograph, but maybe, you know, if I happen to be standing right next to them. And Taylor's always been the kind of person that whenever people have, like, asked her for her autograph or asked her for a picture, she's so gracious about it and doesn't ever act put out, even though she's just you know, not obviously not in a workplace, not putting on a concert or at a meet and greet, you know, but she's always really gracious to people in her daily life, which is another thing that makes me really respect her because on one hand, it's like, yeah, she should be able to live a normal life despite her career. But on another hand, it's like, regardless of whether you're, you know, quote unquote, working or not in the moment, like you're, I don't know, your attitude towards people is, is a huge impact on whether they're going to continue to support you. And I don't know, I've always really respected how, how cool she is about people that do come up to her when she's just hanging out, you know? She's always really nice to people, and she will take pictures and sign autographs, and usually it's her security that pulls her away, and I've seen her mouth off to her own security. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That video of her doing that was great. <laughs> Wasn't it? I love it. Yeah. She's just like, no, knock it off. Like, I can, I can take a picture with these people. Like, you can, yeah. Yeah, if anybody hasn't seen that video, you should try to YouTube it. It was... It's great. It was, it's really funny. What did she yell shut up to her security or something? There was another really funny thing that she talked about. Um, they were asking her, do you actually know what it's like to drive a Maserati? <laughs> She's like, actually, no. She's like, no, I drive a Toyota. They were telling her how actually Luke Bryan drives a Maserati. Oh, she was making fun of him for that. She's like, oh, it's his wife's or so." Did I catch that right? Or Yeah, I think they said it might have been his wife's. <laughs> yeah. But I guess Luke told the people at Nash FM not to mention that he has a Maserati. <laughs> I think he said something like, oh, just talk about my truck, please. 
just talk about my truck. I have to I have to preserve my manly country image here. Well, I know that after they told her that, she said something along the lines of like like maybe he could help me at the CMA awards or something. So that made me think that maybe she's performing red. Maybe. I think that was what she said. I mean, she was joking, but that just made me think that that red could be the song she's doing and it would make sense since that's, you know, the title track of her album. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And it was funny. She did kind of joke around that maybe, maybe if people know that Luke doesn't, that he has a Maserati, people will vote for her. But she was completely joking and it was hilarious. And then she talked about how much fun she had with Luke when he was a guest on tour. Yeah, Taylor Sass is, her sense of humor is hilarious. I love it. And I also loved how, I guess she still has her Toyota. I remember back when she was on MySpace, some of the, she named her Toyota Toyot which is really <laughs> awesome. But I I didn't know that she still had her Toyota, but I guess she does. It's really cool. I'm glad she does. I mean, she probably doesn't drive it too much, so it's probably still in good condition. True. That's very true. But I know That's I've seen or heard point. a few times that, you know, people have seen her just driving casually around Nashville, so it's cool that, you know, even though she obviously could have a driver, that she still likes just cruising and driving by herself. Well, you know, maybe she's cruising while she listens to Cruise. <laughs> I'm sure she actually has done that plenty of times. I might have done that the other day. That sounds it perfect. Was, it was it was beautiful. And driving in the country and blasting Cruise with the windows open and making complete idiots out of ourselves, and we loved it. And actually, kind of along those lines, when Taylor was on the Bobby Bone show, she said that if she's in the car and she comes on the radio, she blasts it. Yep. which is awesome like i i admit it i do that i probably would do the same thing i probably would too not gonna lie anytime she comes on the radio and i'm in my car i freak out and just turn it up and start screaming along it's, so i can imagine how excited she is when i she... have this like semi-guilty pleasure of every time i go into a barnes and noble i go to the help desk and ask him if they have my book in stock <laughs> So I can, I can understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you have to enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah, if you ha if you did miss these interviews, you should definitely definitely check them out, especially if you are a big Swifty, because these are a piece of Taylor's personality that you don't want to miss. It's just yeah, it's something that you don't get anywhere else. One hundred percent true. Next, we're going to move on to our Taylor quote segment. The quote. For today is when Taylor said, the way it works is if you reach a certain point in your career where things are going very well, public perception needs a yeah, but, she says. Like, yeah, but she's been on a lot of dates, apparently. Yeah, but I hear she's crazy. I think you'll find it has a lot to do with being a woman, and I resent that. That there has to be some downside to your personality or lifestyle if you're a woman and successful. And this is a great quote. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with how females aren't really that represented in country music. And Taylor's awesome representation in music overall. And she's so successful. But everybody has to find something that's wrong with her. Not everybody, because true fans don't, don't, but there is that yeah, but, and I completely get that. Even if you read 
comments on websites where there's a really positive article about for example, Taylor donated all this money for an education center. Then you have all these snarky people who don't like her who just try to tear her down for no good reason and say, oh, like that's nice that she donated all this money, but she's just crazy and she can't have a boyfriend because... And one of the things I get so sick of is everybody says that she needs to write a song that says, maybe I'm the problem. And everybody is... People who don't like her can just be so negative, and I, it makes me upset. And they think they're being clever when they're really not. It's not clever at all. I think that she does bring up a really, really good point also about the fact that we are still living in a sexist society. Like, I, it is true that I think that successful women are more picked on than successful men. And I'm not some giant feminist or anything, but I, like, really do see that you know, happening still. Like, people, you know, our successful women definitely get that yeah, but a lot more than successful men. And I, aside from that, too, like, the reason, besides just her being a woman, it is also the fact that she is so successful. If she was only moderately successful or, you know, just still a relatively small artist, I don't really think people would feel the need to say anything. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And I just think that she she definitely has a lot. I mean, it goes back to that quote we were talking about last episode. We were like, if there's a hurricane going outside, you don't have to look at it. But at the same time, like, you know, it's not like she doesn't know what exists. Like, she knows. And I like, that, I like how she words this one part in this quote where she's like, I've been on a lot of dates, comma, apparently. <laughs> You know, making a very, making a very clear point that that's a you know, all of her guy gossip is kind of preposterous, which I agree it is. Like, I mean, I hate to you know, it's one of those things where if you look at the way people judge her life and then you look at your own life and you're like, okay, every single person that she's ever been out to dinner with, she's apparently been on dates with, right? If I dated every single guy that I've ever eaten a meal with, I don't even want to know what my life would be. <laughs> That's so true. And I also completely agree with what Ashley said about how because she's so successful, people feel the need to bring her down. And I think it just yeah. goes to what Taylor said it herself. People like to throw rocks at things that shine. And that's just the way it goes. But I'm glad she has awareness about it and she doesn't let it get to her and she just keeps going. Yeah, she does have definitely... She has developed... I like the fact that she doesn't sit there and try to pretend like she's above it all or immune to it all. She admits that she's not, but they, but at the same time, she has, you know, she has chosen how to handle it. And with some self-discipline, she has made it so it's an okay situation for her. You know, she admits straight off that, you know, it hurts her feelings when people do all this stuff, which I like that she admits that because I hate, I can't stand it when people are like, like, it really annoys me, not just famous people, but anybody, when they're like, oh my gosh, nothing bothers me. Like, you can say whatever you want, it's not going to affect me. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's that's crap. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. Your feelings can get hurt. Unless you're, like, a complete sociopath, you have feelings, you know? And I like the fact that she doesn't try to pretend like she's above everything anybody says. Instead, she just says, yeah, it does hurt, but this is how I deal with it. I don't focus on it. I don't pay attention to it. I don't read about myself i don't google myself i don't read gossip magazines like i don't I, if i don't know about it i can't be upset about it so i try to know as little as i can 
you know, about the negative things that are said about her. And obviously there's some some stuff that she can't avoid, but when she can't avoid it, she chooses to just not focus on it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that that's a really good sort of lesson that we can all take because I'm sure every single person that's listening to this entire podcast right now has had hurt feelings by somebody saying something about them that either wasn't true or was like twisted or specifically meant to hurt you in some way, you know? I'm sure every single human being can relate to that. And I think it's, I don't know, I think it's just really good that she doesn't pretend like she's invulnerable, but at the same time she has some actually good tangible advice because hearing just get over it or don't let it affect you are the two things I cannot stand when I'm upset. I'm like, yeah, if I had that choice, you know, but she actually gives you, her advice is actually giving you not just, oh, do this, but here's a way to do this, which is a lot more helpful in my opinion. Or, yeah. Yeah, she's giving people specific advice that they can follow in their own lives. And really... Exactly. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Oh, it's just that if people can follow it, and if she didn't use it herself, she would go crazy. I'm sure I would go crazy if I were her and I read everything that people say. But when I'm just a fan, I do read it and I get really upset about it. I feel like it's... They're saying these things about me. But that's just being a... When you're such a true fan to her, that's just how we all feel. I mean, I think one of the things that probably does help her is that she has, you know, she does have a very loyal fan base. And I think, you know, again, we can relate this to our own lives by looking at, like, say, our friends. And I think it's one of the situations where if anybody comes up to us, right, and as as we are, like, you know, loyal Swifties and basically just trashes on her for literally no tangible reason, we can all just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, we know whatever you're saying isn't true because, sorry, but we're Swifties, you know? And it's not that we think that she's perfect. Everybody has flaws. But it's more the fact that, like, we respect her enough to not pay attention to the negative things other people might say that when they're when we know that their purpose in saying it is to try and bring her down and i think like we can relate to that on a smaller scale you know looking at our own lives by thinking about the fact that like i think we all want to be able to hope that the friends that we have in our lives if somebody came up to them and started trashing us i would hope our friends would know enough to not indulge that you know what i mean yeah that makes complete sense and i think like her having that kind of comfort and knowing that she has the kind of fans that are loyal enough where she's not going to lose fans because somebody is talking crap about her, you know? Um, I'm sure that probably helps her too, knowing that she has that kind of fan base. And I think that the kind of fan base that she, she has, that she knows that she has is probably the kind of friends we all hope that we have too. Exactly. She said once that if you want to be my friend, all you have to do is like me. So, she's completely yeah. aware. So, that was our Taylor quote of the week. And if you have any quotes that you would like us to discuss, Taylor's had a lot of good quotes and in interviews lately. Send that in to us, and we will talk about it on a future episode. And now, for our giveaway announcements. Alright, so we do have one giveaway still going on, and that's our iTunes giveaway. Um, if you guys want to be awesome listeners... Uh, you guys, you could do us a really, really huge favor and um, vote us five stars on the iTunes page and leave us a review. Uh, doing these things basically just helps us because 
It helps us like rank higher on iTunes, which makes it easier for Swifties to stumble upon us and find our podcast. So it helps more Swifties find us. So that's awesome. And um, it also helps us personally because when you leave us reviews, you know, telling us what you like or what you don't like or a suggestion that you have or anything else, like we are creating this show, you know, for you. So we want to make it stuff that you guys want to hear and everything. So um, once we get up to 50 reviews, we are giving away a red, uh, red sticker and a pack of red guitar picks to um, a random person that's left us a review. Uh, so we'll just pick randomly via iTunes uh, once we hit 50. So um, yeah, do that for us and we would heart you. And that's that contest that's going on right now. So thanks so much for listening to episode 26. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to send in your submissions for next week. And we will talk to you in a week. So this has been Ashley, Belle, and Steph. Have a great week, everyone. And since Nate's not here, peace out, Swift Scouts. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.